Well, what's happening, my fellow real estate agents, and welcome to the Re-Raw Podcast, where the only thing we leave at the door is the bullshit. I'm your host, James Hoff, and if we haven't met before, what's going on? I'm out here in Southern California, where I've been selling houses since 2013, playing the game. I teach from the trenches. I, uh, I teach the tactical, practical ways to go about things that have been successful for me, and I pass that along to you. Um, Re-Raw stands for Real Estate Raw. It is the no-fluff, no-BS coaching and education resource for real estate agents who are looking to up their game so that waking up each morning doesn't feel like you're playing the lottery. You can have strategy. You can have intention. You can have uh, strategic ways to go about building your business in purposeful and meaningful and intentional ways to grow your business. It's not a guessing game, right? So we come at it from a different angle of attack. We, we try not to to hound you with all the traditional stuff, the cold calling, the door knocking, the geographical farming that so many agents and, and brokerages and coaches are just shoving down your throat. Um, and we're going to have some fun. Now, if you're like, where did this guy come from? Listen, it's been a hot minute since I've been behind this microphone uh, doing a podcast. Now, I'm, I'm, I basically live behind this microphone now. Uh, I do still sell, but most of my time is spent coaching agents and... Um, at this point through, through my business. And my goodness, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's a lot of training, a lot of webinars, a lot of conversations with folks and, uh, the podcast, my gosh, since the last time I posted, it's like, I could, I could have years and years of, of content to, to talk about. There's so much evolution that's taken place in real estate over the last few years between not just the, the crazy pandemic, but you know all the litigation that's happening in the industry. Uh, are buyers agents going to exist? Um, you know, all, like whatever, all the new regulations between behind texting and and email and uh, the general way that we're allowed to market and represent our services. And you know, are we going to exist in the same way? What is our value? How do we establish our value? Uh, and know what our worth is. Everyone's like, oh, know your worth. Well, what is our worth? Like, how do we really establish that? And how do we convey that to the consumer and build their trust? These are all things we're going to talk about. Um, I, I want to I wanna real quickly just address something. We're going to be having some difficult conversations. I don't want to bring negativity into the world, but I do want to bring honest dialogue around the things that are happening in real estate right now. And so, again, it's it's not about coming at things from a, a negative um, angle of attack. It's just it, it's coming at things from a, a perspective of we need to understand so that we can grow, so we can adapt and so we can change. Uh, and part of that change, I think this is very important for you to hear, is not just understanding the changes that the industry is forcing upon us, we have to overlay that with social expectations and social norms, societal expectations of us. What, do, what does the average consumer see in our value, right? What do they expect we, us to produce and provide for them, right? So we can't just sit here and say, well, this is the new way or the way that we have to operate our business. But how can we operate our business in a way that is not only obedient to some of the rules and right, well, all of the rules and regulations that we have to follow the laws, right? But how can we do that and still satisfy the, the needs and the wants and the demands really of the consumer in a way that helps us stand out? Now, today, we're going to talk about uh, getting getting contact information from folks and putting it into our database. Um, we're going to talk about how it's incredibly dangerous to get bad contact information and why. 
Um, it's no longer a bad practice to, to, you know, just go after the bulk numbers and just see what we can, you know, come up with at the end. Cause it's a law of averages and some numbers will be good. Some emails will be good. No, it's like literally dangerous to your business to get bad contact information now. So we're going to talk about why. Now, my request real quick is to stick around to the end because I'm probably going to unpack some, I don't know, like there's, it's going to feel like a little confusing, I'm sure at times. There's not really an easy way to unpack all this today, uh, but stick around to the end so I can really close the loop and tie up loose ends, whatever you want to call it. All right. If I didn't ask you to do this already. Smash that subscribe button if you're uh, listening to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you like to listen on. Uh, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe button there so you don't miss great uh, content otherwise. Uh, and don't forget, you can always find us in our private uh, social media group, the Real Estate Raw Facebook group. So feel free to hop over there and uh, click a button and answer a few questions and join us. So let's kind of back up. Let's start from like before the beginning. Let's do the prequel. Here's what used to happen, okay? Agents would go to an open house, host an open house, I should say, and they would force consumers to put their information in. They'd say, hey, uh, I need your phone number, your email, your name. Just put it in, and then you can go have a look at the house. I need all your contact info. Or when folks go be, to get like a, an estimated home value on on a website, they they have to not just put their property address, but they've got to put a, a phone number and an email, right? They got to give more information beyond what's necessarily needed to produce or provide the the value. And some agents would buy lists. They would just say, ah, it's fine if I if I cold text or cold email the same way I would cold call then it's all right. By law of averages, I'll get a hold of some people. But there's a lot of changes happening in the in the space. And I won't go into the specific nuance and, and go down the five-hour rabbit hole we could on, on the, the nuanced changes in email or text campaigning or things like that, but I'm going to touch on them. See, Google, who owns about 80% market share, give or take, uh, when it comes to email, are suppressing bulk senders uh, and and literally like pushing them to, not just to spam, like they're just pushing them out of inboxes altogether. Emails are just not being received at all because there's so much abuse happening, so much spam that's going on, so many scams that are happening inside of the inbox. And you, you probably wouldn't be surprised to know the same is now happening with text messages. And there's not necessarily a law uh, that, that says, oh, I, I can't send a certain type of text or a solicitation text or whatever. I mean, there are, there are certainly guidelines we have to follow to be compliant with the law. Um, but the carriers have created their own overlays, their own rules on top of what is the law because they're tired of these bulk sending uh, companies, these bulk sent campaigns to try and uh, get business. They're protecting their customer and they're starting to suppress text communications. Some of them, by the way, uh, for agents like you and I who might use a personal cell phone. Do you use a personal cell phone for your business? If you do, and the messages that you send out through your personal number get reported as spam, you could literally lose the freedom to be able to text or call people. So this is serious stuff. So what's happening when, when that when 
like what happened before is you would collect a bunch of contact information. And like I was saying earlier, it doesn't matter if that contact info is good or bad because in the end, it's a law of averages, right? It's a numbers game. It's not a quality game. It's just give me a, a shitload of numbers. I could have a thousand new people come into my database, whether I, I bought the list or they were, you know, sourced from wherever. Maybe they're old open house leads. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I got like the occasional person who put in their worst enemy's telephone number because they didn't want to actually get uh, a message from me. But it matters now. You can't do it anymore. I mean, you can, but you run a lot of risk. And here's why. Think about the process that people go through. When when you get, you guys ever get those, uh, you get like a form fill off of like a social media ad and somebody puts their name in as as you dot suck at whatever gmail.com first name you last name suck and uh their email is you dot suck at gmail.com and then their their phone number is eight six seven five three oh nine whatever it is they put they just put some random phone number in there now the company that's requesting that information in exchange for whatever asset they're going to provide to you is trusting that they'll get a lot of contact information, much of which they don't expect to probably be perfectly accurate, but are hoping it is because they're going to start dripping through AI and bot technology, you know, text campaigns and follow-up emails and all kinds of stuff, right? But here's the problem. Somebody is getting the spam, and it's not intended as spam because this company thinks that they're sending a message out to somebody who filled out their form, but because you put in the wrong information or you put in bad information on purpose because you just wanted to see if you could get the asset without having to give up and sell your soul or sell your information or put your information at risk and give up some of your privacy. So you put in somebody else's number and this company still automatically is triggering a text to go out and an email to go out and it still belongs to somebody. So what happens is, is that person receives a text message and it'll say, hey, you know, type stop to opt out or the, the phone carriers are putting that link at the bottom now of new messages from unfamiliar numbers that says click here to delete and report spam or junk. What do you think is easier for the consumer to reply with stop or to to just click a button and Boom, the message is deleted and they reported it as junk. It's easier to click the button. Well, what happens is this. There are tolerance levels that the carriers will allow or that the email service providers will allow for spam. It's okay if someone unsubscribes. Maybe they they sign up for communication, decide they don't want it anymore. You're not penalized for that. Maybe your list isn't all that good, but that's another topic. But what we're seeing is, is that they have a very low tolerance, a fraction of a percent in many cases, for spam texts and spam emails. So ones that are not just unsubscribed from, but that are literally marked as abusive, as spam, as junk. So what this brings into question is, how good is your database and where the hell are you getting your contacts from? What are you pushing? What are you requiring? What do people have to do to be able to get the thing that you're offering? What, what information do they have to give you? How much is required and how much is optional? Now, I'm of the belief, and I teach a lot about this. There's, there's other episodes I've actually talked about this uh, right here on the Reraw podcast or on the, on the uh, YouTube channel, even in our Facebook group, the Real Estate Raw Facebook group, where we've talked about 
all you need is an address. And, and you don't need a phone number and an email and all that stuff to be able to be solid and have a quality contact. You just need an address. And a lot of people forget that. But how do we control the quality of the contact information we are receiving? And here's the nugget I really want you to get. is Stop requiring it. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Hold yourself accountable to things that matter, like, I don't know, the value of the shit that you're putting in front of people. In other words, if you're going to sit there and say, hey, um, I want your information, well, the consumer's talking back and saying, great, and I'll give it to you, but you better earn it. I'm not going to sit here and give you all my exact contact information and hope to God that you actually give me that market analysis only to find that you take me to a thank you page that doesn't give me some automated algorithmic uh, you know, value. Instead, it says, oh, yeah, perfect. Well, James will be in touch with you shortly, and you'll be in contact with a real agent. Crap. I don't want that. I want to be left alone. I just, just give me the damn number that you promised, right? <laughs> like, It's fine. So we've got to work differently for the contact information. If you've ever heard the the term a squeeze page versus a reverse squeeze page, it's kind of like it's kind of the idea of what we're talking about here. Think about it like this: uh, a squeeze page would be you go onto a website or a landing page, and it says, "Hey, real estate agent, I'm going to give you a thing for free. Um, you just have to provide your name, email, phone number, brokerage license number. Like they want all the stuff, right? So you put in your stuff in exchange for the thing they give you for free." A reverse squeeze page says, hey, I've got a free thing. Click here to download it. By the way, if you find it valuable, you can uh, fill out the form and we'll be in touch. Or you can fill out the form and add yourself to our email or text list or schedule a call, whatever it is, and we'll, uh, and we'll be in touch. We'll send you more great, valuable information just like this, right? So the reverse squeeze page is value first to earn the contact later. What this does is it actually provides you better contact information and higher quality contacts. What you're going to find is your cost per contact goes up if you're running paid ads. And what you're going to find is if it's free, less people fill it out. So you'll have less contacts overall, but the quality of the contacts that you get will go up exponentially. I, you've probably heard this before, but if I could have a group on social media of a million people or a group on social media of a thousand people, I could have either a million people that never, that never look at the stuff that I've got, or I could have a thousand people that engage with every post that I put up. I'd rather have the thousand because they're engaged. I'm in front of them. Their eyes are looking at me. And this is a thing that we've really got to stop is we got to stop stroking our ego with the idea that because I got a lot of contacts that I'm doing good. It's the quality of the contact that matters. It matters not that you have a thousand if none of them will ever talk to you. So we have to think about the way that we're getting the contact information. Are you forcing people to sign in at an open house? Here's one. And I've done an open house episode. You could go back and, and listen to it in the past. But when, when I do an open house, they don't require a sign-in sheet. The simple reason behind it is because I want to earn their contact info. So I say, hey, welcome to the open house. I'm James. Yes, I am the listing agent. I know. I, I don't look like one. 
Who who wears flip-flops and jeans and a shirt? I know. I, I'm not your traditional real estate agent. That's okay. Great. Are you familiar with the area? Oh, you are. Perfect. Well, listen, I don't want to bore you. Uh, let me give you the quick specs of the home. We're priced at X. Have a look around. There's brochures in the kitchen. If you have any questions, I'll be up front. And I let them go. There's no sign-in. There's no give me the name of your firstborn and your blood type and all the things. Where do you live? What's your address? You can't come in because of seller protection, blah, 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 blah. No, I'll let them go. And on their way back out, I say, hey, so what'd you think? Anything that you love to hate? Does the house work for you or not? Oh, why not? Well, how long have you been looking? What are you struggling to find out there? Oh my goodness. Well, thanks for letting me know. I actually have an off-market opportunity a couple neighborhoods over. Have you thought about living over there? Oh, you have. Well, would you be all right if I reached out to you after the open house? Maybe we could schedule some time to set up a private showing. Oh, perfect. Yeah, let me give you my number so you can text me right now. Notice I didn't say I was going to text them. Let me give you my number so you can text me right now. Now guess what they can't do? They can't report me as junk or spam. I got them texting me. I added value to them because I'm giving them access to something that they can't get otherwise because it's off market or, hey, I can schedule a showing for a property that's not on that's uh, not open today. It requires a a private showing. Right. So I'm, I'm offering value and I'm adding value to them so that I can build rapport. And if they say, no, I mean, I'm good. Thanks so much. Guess what? I don't need to worry about them. I don't have to bother with the idea of, oh, man, like. You know, I got to follow up with these guys relentlessly every day and hope to God that they answer. I'm earning the contact information. I don't need a hundred contacts at an open house. One or two is just fine as long as they're good. Because if I get a hundred and only two of them are good and the other 98 are going to leave me spinning my wheels, God damn it, that's a lot of wasted time, isn't it? What a waste of time it is to follow up with all these people that wrong-numbered me, aren't interested in talking. Oh, goodness, it's tough. But the reason it's dangerous for your business to not practice like this, to, to, to earn the quality and accurate and real contact information is because if somebody fake numbers you today, it's no longer a numbers game. It's not about, oh, it's fine that they gave me the fake information. I'll just dial the next one. I'll just text the next one. It's dangerous because if you start texting and the, the poor person who, through no fault of your own, like is not the person you thought you were reaching out to because you got wrong numbered, but if that guy reports it as spam, guess what? You're the one who's impacted. And this isn't like, a, oh, well, we'll just suspend your number for a day. It could literally shut you down. If you have a, a business entity and you have a, and you go through the A2P registration on your CRM, and if you don't know what this is, just it's all good. Bear with me for a moment. You go through all that with like your, your number through your CRM and you abusively text people and have a high unsubscribe rate, you literally would get your number shut down. And you would the only way that you could get a new number is to literally get a new entity. You would have to pay to create a new legal entity and then register with the A2P registration all over again. It's very, very, very costly. And if you use your personal number, if you use a phone number uh, that, that you own personally or otherwise, I suppose, to send out, like maybe you're just using your regular cell phone or you maybe you have a business cell phone, you're doing hand-to-hand combat. If somebody 
gets that message from a number from your number and they don't recognize it and they click that button and report it as spam, guess what? You're hosed. It's not good, you guys. You can just it, it, so when I say it's dangerous, it's dangerous because it could cost you everything. It could be a massive disruption to all that you do to try and figure out how you can be back in front of somebody. And here's why I'm okay with it. This is why I like it. Okay? Because it's it's a rising tide lifts all ships, right? It's forcing us to be better. And here's the problem that's happening in the industry is that most agents are disregarding it. They don't take it seriously. They don't really care. And they put their head in the fucking sand and they don't pay attention to any of this. Oh, it's not going to affect me. No, no, no. I'll be just fine. But it is. And those are the people that are going to be massively impacted. And then you're going to have a chance to blow past them while they're figuring out how to start over on their marketing and relaunch their business and do all this stuff, you'll be fine because you you played the game the right way. So don't worry about getting all the contact information. I want you to worry about getting good contact information. I would rather you put in your ads on social media uh, or or anything for for that matter. Don't require the form fill uh, like don't make it an optional field, make phone number and tech and uh, phone number and text message, make phone number and email optional fields. If somebody doesn't want to put them in, it's fine. You could even put, put your best email or no email at all. I'd rather not have an email than have a bad one. Put your best phone number or no phone number at all. I'd rather not have your phone number than have the wrong one. And it's okay when you do that because when you provide them information, if all they give you is their name or all they give you is their address, that's fine. Maybe they don't have to give you anything. When you provide the value and you build rapport, they'll come back. This is why like when I send letters out, I'll take people over to a, uh, a landing page. I'll send a letter and say, it'll, it'll end with something like, hey, not ready to call or perhaps you're still questioning my sanity, go to whatever website.com I asked them to go to. And then there's a video. Hey, what's up? I'm James. You're probably here because you're either really good at guessing domain names or you got a letter from me that said X, Y, and Z. Well, I'm here to tell you a little bit more about how that works and hopefully answer some of the questions that most people have when they get those letters and they're not quite ready for a call. And if you like what you see in this video, I put a form just below. You can fill out your name and phone number and an email, or you can click the link beneath that and just schedule an appointment with me right from this page. I take the opportunity to build rapport. Am I going to get flooded with thousands of contacts coming in for that go to that landing page? No. But the one that I do get, the two or the three that I do get, they're not just leads. They're on fucking and that's what you guys got to remember. The quality of the contact that you get is directly related to the value that you provide to get it. You've got to build rapport. You've got to show your value. And showing value is not, oh, I work hard for my clients. I show up better than everybody. I do more for people. I, I, uh, I play harder. I never stop. I always answer. That's not enough. It's not about what you, it's not you, 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 I do this, I do that. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's about understanding what the consumer wants and providing value to them based on that. All right. My goodness. I hope I, 
I hope that closes the loop. I hope it ties up the loose ends. And listen, if you have questions, reach out, jam a comment below, send me a note, james at reraw.com, james at R-E-R-A-W.com. Folks, you can no longer afford to have bad contact information in your database because it can cost you your business. Remember something, real agents work. Make sure you're one of them. Thanks for tuning in as we get the conversation started again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers.